0: Welcome back to the Dad and Rock Podcast. This is Sean.
1: And this is Chris.
0: And this is episode 96 of the Dad and Rock Podcast. We haven't been here in a bit.
1: It's it's been it's been quite a minute here. Well, back before Halloween in September, I think it was with our last episode.
0: Yeah, it's uh, it's been it's been quite a bit. We're we're in March now, twenty twenty two. Uh you and I are gonna be talking about the Batman, uh, the movie that just came out recently. Yes. Um but before we get into that, we're so you know, we're episode 96 of the podcast. We're rounding out uh, an even 100 here soon. Chris and I made the decision. We're actually gonna um, probably end the audio version of this podcast at episode 100. Uh, so we're counting down here uh, last few audio only episodes. Uh, but don't worry, if you guys haven't, for whatever reason, we've been imploring you, but for whatever reason, if you haven't <laughs> joined us on our YouTube channel, Please go look at uh, look us up. We've been doing a ton of uh, of things. We do trailer reactions. We do um, uh, basically after shows or review shows of popular TV shows that are out there. We did Ted Lasso season two. Right now we're doing a uh, a recap or a rewind of uh, Peacemaker, a big hit on HBO Max. So basically we put out stuff every week. So. Uh, if you've missed us here on the podcast, be sure to check out our YouTube channel.
1: Yeah. And we wanted to get to a hundred just because there's, there's not many shows. that actually get to a hundred episodes yeah. when it comes to like the, the, the number of like podcasts out there. So we feel like it's, it's a good number. It's an important number really for us. But, uh, if you guys have been along for the ride, thanks so much for that. And, uh, Find us over there.
0: For sure. So, yeah, join us at uh, dadnorock.com. You can find links to everything that we do. But the most important thing, the one that me and Chris kind of talk about the most is our YouTube channel. That's what we're trying to grow. Uh, but, yeah, should we just get into Batman? That, 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 do we want to talk Batman first? We want
1: to talk some family things. We've had some family things that's happened to us as well.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. That's true.
1: Because you had quite an adventure. I uh, you shared, you, you, you took your daughter to her first concert. Was it, uh, was that uh, your daughter and her cousin?
0: Yeah. Her cousin. so she's been on to like, like Disney on ice before, which I guess doesn't really count too much. This was our first official concert. Jojo Siwa. We, we went up to Indiana to, to see the Jojo Siwa show with her and her cousin, Danny. And, uh, it was, uh, it was actually fun, you know, because we haven't done anything like that because of COVID. Yeah. Um, You and I recorded an episode of this show the week that everything shut down for COVID originally. Two years ago now, March 2020.
1: Yeah, that's crazy thinking back on that. Yeah. But you were were the old man back in the the creepy in the corner, you know, the JoJo Siwa show. No, I
0: mean, my (laughs) wife was with with me. I had kids. Well, look, there was a part where I was feeling a little (laughs) weird. Is because, (laughs) um, you know, we got there, and I wanted the kids just to be in their seats. I didn't want them to miss anything. The place was packed.
1: Oh, I can only Uh, imagine.
0: I mean, they had food stands, concession stands, and, like, merchandise stands. And I wanted to make sure that they got some merchandise— um, so I had, my wife and I had them sit down, like, my wife was with them, they sat in the seats, and I made the, uh, I had the idea where it's was like, well, I don't care about the show, so I don't care to get go stand in line. So I was kind of like the martyr. I was the guy. That went out and stood in stood in a line for forty five minutes so I could. Buy oh some. dear
1: God! Did you get yourself a big pink bow for your, head, your hair?
0: No, I didn't. I got them a couple t shirts and I got um, let's see some. Uh, you know how they always have like light up bands and stuff, some some plastic crap that lights up and breaks yeah. within a half hour. Yeah, they wanted that stuff. <laughs> of course they did. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> but was it was it at Lucas Oil? Uh, it was in Evansville. It was in Evansville, Indiana. I forget the name oh, of the stadium. Oh, wow. Stadiums. was it Evansville. Yeah. So it was actually wasn't a huge venue. It was a decent size, but we, we had decent enough seats and they had big screens to where you could see the stage. Um, and actually, in all actuality, look, I know some of her songs because, you know, Verona once it played in the car and stuff. They It was a very energetic show. They put on a good show.
1: Well, I was like good.
0: rocking out to it, but it wasn't boring in any way. You were the creepy guy rocking out to yeah. Jojo Siwa. Woo, Jojo Siwa, <laughs> yes. The,
1: the funny thing is, today I walked in the house and Skylar was hitting me with like uh, you know, a boomerang and haters gonna hate and things yeah. like that. I'm like, oh, what, 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 what are you talking about? And she's got sunglasses on, I got a book bag, and she kind of steps out of the doorway and just kind of looks at me, and crosses her arms. I'm like, whoa, Dang, what's this? She's too
0: cool for school.
1: <laughs> I'm like, what's going on? I was like, oh, boy, like, you went and seen the show. I was like, oh, that, that, that's something right there. Well, let
0: me tell you, we almost didn't make the show. Uh-oh. Um, we were, so it was a drive to Evansville from from Louisville here. It's, I don't know, a couple hours. Um, so we picked Verona from school. We picked up uh, her cousin, and then we made the trek uh, to Evansville. And, uh, you know, my wife and I were in the um, front seats, of course, and then uh, my daughter and her cousin, they're in the back seat. And uh, they're being pretty good. I mean, they're listening to music. My wife and I are talking. Um, they have uh, an iPad back there. So it's like they have entertainment. They're pretty, you know, you know they're chill. Yeah. And um, we get to the hotel. We, you know, relax. We get some food. And then, you know, it's about time to head off to the um, to the venue because uh, the show's coming up. As we're getting back into the car, it's about 6 o'clock at night. And, you know, the, sh- the show starts in like an hour as I'm putting uh, my daughter into her, you know, her booster seat or whatever, and buckling her in, I notice the the headliner, the, the top, you know, the ceiling portion of my wife's new car that she just bought less than a year ago <laughs> is oh. just, like, graffitied all to hell with dry erase marker. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Apparently, one of the reasons they were so quiet and so good during the long car ride there was because they were having their own art projects um, on the oh. ceiling of my wife's car. And whoa, my wife was livid. I was like I was like, I mean, I was mad, but I was more like I felt bad for her.
1: <laughs> i I could see myself blowing a gasket. yeah, like if that was like the, the, my car, I can see me going just this, this
0: man, I don't know Oof. And I was just like, what on earth made you think that like that was an okay thing to do? Like we were so close to just going back to the hotel room and not going to the show. But then it's like, we we already came all this way. We already paid for the show, paid for the hotel room. Um, you know, then we would, she would have just been sitting in a hotel room with two like crying girls for the rest of the night. And I was, my wife and I looked at each other. We decided we're going to, we're going to do this show. You guys are going to have a good time. You're going to have fun. But boy, are you in for it after this show's done <laughs> when the
1: show is over? Yeah. When we get back to the house, uh, I hope you enjoy your time now because it's going to be a long time before you enjoy yourself.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think we ended up doing two weeks off of the tablet, which um, if you know my daughter, like Hercules heel is this tablet, man. Like she's playing Roblox, watching YouTube videos. Like it's like us and our phones, basically. You yeah, know, we kind of attached to the hip. Um, so to not have that for two whole weeks, it's it did hit her hard. <laughs> and I, uh, she had to be out with us when we attempted to clean this stuff off like she had to i, I didn't have her do it because it involved like nail polish remover and like chemicals and stuff yeah. like that but i i made her sit out there with me <laughs> as i was like scrubbing away on my wife's uh, headliner how clean did it come oh it's still there because it just it dried and it's perma- oh. it's uh, it wasn't permanent marker but it's dry erase marker which means that it's not water soluble it has to be alcohol-soluble, so you can't just, like, spray it with, like, you know, dish soap and water and to, like, get it off. Like, it's it's bad.
1: <laughs> oh, man. Well, there's always going to be a memory in the back seat of the car of the trip. Uh, yeah, for Good sure. Good or bad. <laughs> You'll
0: never forget the trip. Yeah, I remember the time, your first concert, and you totally... Uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> something awful. got into you that you wouldn't start drawing on mommy's. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not fun.
1: Holy crap. What have you been yeah. up to in your family? Uh well, just my wife actually had some like some minor surgery. She had like a deviated septum, had that all taken care of. And I've been a massive fan of Hamilton. Mm-hmm. Like I know the soundtrack frontwards and backwards. I watched it on Disney Plus over and over again. I was even in the raffles trying to get like cheap tickets when they were in Cincinnati. When they were in Columbus, yeah, to no regard. I mean, it was my work schedule too, also really made it hard for me to really successfully try that. But uh, they came to Dayton never coming to the Schuster Center and I'm sitting there and I live by a mantra you told me a long time ago and oh God, I get don't in trouble bring this up I always get in of, trouble every time all, you bring this all, up all the time
0: I won't say what it is no you might as well you introduced it you might as well just finish it
1: <laughs> but I'd rather ask for for, uh, for forgiveness than permission right and she know she knows and I went into this I was like you know what I'm gonna get tickets I'm gonna put them on my mastercard have nothing to do with the you know the, the budget. Nothing. It's not going to affect anything. And I decided like, I'm just going to get them. I want to get them. I want to get get two tickets. She's going to come with me. She's going to kind of benefit from it as well. Yeah. So I got them, and we're driving. You know, once she's feeling better, well, we're driving down the street. And I look at it. I'm like, okay, I'm going to bite the bullet. I'm just going to go ahead and get in trouble now, and it's going to be over. I go ahead and say, you know what, honey? I went ahead and I bought two tickets to go see Hamilton. Yeah. I got them on a Tuesday night. I'm not working. I don't have to worry about time off. I put them on my discovery card. It didn't come out of the bank. Right. I was like, you don't even have to worry about Christmas. Christmas is taken care of. I bought my own Christmas present. I'm in full defensive mode. Wow, yeah. 100% defensive mode. You had it lined up. me with them. Okay, that's cool. I'm like... What the hell just happened? <laughs> she threw me so far off. I was flabbergasted. I think she enjoyed the the level of me being like thrown off my game. You were you came prepared too. I was I was ready. I was like you know what I am not going to go down with it. I'm I'm going to get It's, it's going to be fine. So you know she gives me that. We're fine. Time's going by. We're getting closer and closer to the date that the actual show is going to take place. I don't know if you guys live in the Midwest or not, but we got two inches of sleep. And seven inches of snow that day yeah I remember this yeah that was bad it was terrible and we got a, uh, a message from the Schuster Center where they actually put on the show saying that they will not cancel the show unless it becomes a level three snow emergency basically for that for us here in Ohio means if you're not an emergency personnel if you're not a cop you're not a you know a firefighter you will get a ticket if you're on the road yeah wow. If it doesn't reach that level, the show goes on. It reached a level two. Now, I was in the mindset, I'm driving my happy ass there regardless. I love driving in this weather.
0: Come uh, hell or high snow, you're getting there.
1: I got there. I parked. And because of the weather being so bad, parking was free. Hey. They didn't even charge me for parking. I was like, okay, sweet. So we walk in. We're there a little early. And Janessa still has no clue what she's getting into. Right. She's never watched any of it, heard any of it. She's just like, you know, this is a, a new experience. This is something we should enjoy. And we get in there. We finally open up the, the theater. And we get in our tickets where our seats were. And I bought upper balcony. I mean, I didn't spend like a lot of money. I just wanted to be able to say I was there. I seen the show. Yeah. Immediately. She pulls a curveball on me. Immediately. She pulls up her phone starts looking at it. She's like, do you want to uh, you upgrade your tickets? I, I was like, I, I did this number. Do I want to or can I?
0: right well why why would she ask you (laughs) if you weren't able to i've fallen into that trap before (laughs) oh no she just wanted to hear what you'd say
1: (laughs) yeah yeah but uh this was 30 minutes before the show so now i am like running down to the box office as fast as i can you know because i want to be in my seats when the show starts yeah not knowing how the rules are some of these shows like i know the nutcracker if you leave your seat in the the middle of the show you can't come back into a stop right so I didn't want to be in that position. So I went down to the box office, and because of the weather was so bad, they shut down uh, 75, and they shut down 675. So two of the major arteries coming to this area were closed because of accidents. Jackknife, trucks, yeah. and everything. So there was a lot of people that weren't here during the show. It was a sold-out show, but it wound up being a lot of refunds and everything because of weather. Yeah, I got us from the upper balcony to the orchestra, so on the floor, in the middle, about halfway to the stage. And it only cost, it was like $100, per, a little bit more than $100 per ticket.
0: Wow, you did good.
1: I was like, oh my God. And she knew I got the tickets because I put them on her Apple card. And she got an alert on her watch. Yeah. So she was on her way down. I was like, oh my Lord. And it was one of those shows. and I, It's hard for me really to go ahead and explain. But I got emotional like three times door and door it. Like I knew the songs, I knew what was going on. Yeah, but it was like, I, it was like, you know, when you're like, you're watching something, or something's happening. Your, your jaw kind of starts like jittering a little bit. You were crying at Hamilton. Yeah, yeah, I,
0: I almost was. <laughs> I don't
1: know why.
0: I mean, I, maybe it, it was just um, the relief of like, actually, like you made it, like you did it. You're probably waiting for it. You know, it, like we mentioned before, COVID has ruined a lot of live experiences over the last couple of years. This is kind of your first time back doing something big like that. And it probably just felt really good to be sitting there in a show that you enjoy, something you were looking forward to, and your wife was totally on board, and you guys got uh, better seats. And it uh, looks like I saw pictures. It looks like you guys had a really good time. It was a blast. And I think uh, some of that was
1: I was told that I'll never be able to see it because of the price points. Like someone yeah. flat out told me that I'll, I'll never be able to afford to see it. And the fact that I did see it and I seen it where I was sitting and Janessa was sitting next to me, and she was enjoying it. She, she, she loved it. Yeah. Now, there was, there was some parts in it where there was, uh, it was like a rap battles that take place. She's like, I had a hard time following that. Right. Was like, okay, being that you're, you are know, uh, you know, grew up under a rock in Nashville, I got it. I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. not a big deal. But there was points that she really enjoyed. Now, there was a point that there was a, a girl out was sitting behind us that was equally as big of a fan as I was, I can tell. But she wanted to sing all the songs along with them, like, loudly. Mm. And I looked at Janessa, like, I'm going to say something. She said, don't say anything. Said, I'm she looked at me, and then, like, maybe 10 minutes later, she turns around and says something. And she said it a little more probably than I may have. I, mean, I think, Yeah, that's, what she was... be-
0: that's, that's the move. Uh, I have Janessa say it because even if you say it politely, you are a big male with a big booming voice about a foot taller than, uh, than that lady is, I'm sure. It's just it's just better coming from Janessa.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And 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 it worked. And it was that was that and it was done. He's like, okay. But I mean, I'll give it to the girl. I mean, she was on pitch. She sang it. It was singing a great. But I was like, you know what? As much as I, I was fighting, not singing along.
0: Yeah. I
1: was fighting it myself. I'm not gonna be that person.
0: Maybe actually that would have shut her up. If you would have started singing and singing awfully, she would have been self conscious and been like, <laughs> oh no, we all need to shut up. <laughs>
1: oh man. But yeah, that was that was a blast. And driving home was oh man, that was that was something. I mean, at that point, like all the roads were like were complete trash. Yeah. I got a text message from work saying they shut down the next day. I was like, score. I was I was pumped. Dang, you had a heck of a night. Yeah. And we went before we went there, we went out to eat the um the Cheesecake Factory. And mm-hmm. this is where I kinda of felt like crap. Because they were apparently there were the only one open in the the green area where we were at. And they were closing at four and we walked in the door at quarter till.
0: Uh well, hey, you know what? They were still open.
1: <laughs> we had no idea. I apologized to the guy. He's like, you know what? You wouldn't you have never known. So he was really cool. We actually tipped him really well because he was he was really cool about the situation. Yeah. But uh, that was – I mean, that was something. I, I enjoyed that evening. That's an that's that's evening that I won't forget anytime soon.
0: Yeah, so here we are. It's March 2022. We're two years past everything shutting down. Like I mentioned, you and I even did a show. And that's something – I've been thinking about that lately where – You know, someday our our kids are gonna be doing book reports on COVID and just that this whole era. And uh our kids are gonna have a record of you and I doing a podcast the week of. Yeah. Talking about how basketball shut down and all the news that was hitting that
1: week. Oh that yeah, that week that like that first month. Yeah. Going back and listening to that first four shows when everything shut down from when we were like, "What's going on?" We were still kind of positive that this may pass. Yeah, we're just going to
0: shut down for two weeks, and then everything should be back in order again.
1: Oh, then yeah, then when it's a when it's a complete shutdown and no one's leaving the house and everything's closed, movie theaters, everything. We were shell shocked. Yeah, it was it, it was an experience. So seeing them, I mean, they're getting a little bit of experience with it being younger, but a lot of it, I mean, hopefully they'll kind of forget. And more likely they will because they're that of that age.
0: Well, I just got an email tonight saying that uh, my kid doesn't have to wear a mask at school tomorrow, starting tomorrow. So we're starting to we're starting to find our way out of this thing finally after two years.
1: What are you guys? Are you guys going to do it? or Are you going to have her wear it still?
0: We're going to have her. You know, it's going to be her choice. I mean, where she's going to have the mask with her. We didn't tell her like, hey. You don't have to wear the mask, don't, so don't wear the mask. And she's used to it. It's part of her routine. Yeah. Um, if she wants to take it off, she can take it off. If she wants to wear it, she can wear it. Like, we're not going to pressure her any either way.
1: Yeah, we had, we actually sat down and had a family discussion about it because at their school, they lifted it up a few weeks ago. Yeah. And we've had them continue to wear it. Just one of those things we want you to continue to wear. I was wearing it at work. They could wear it. And then the, uh, the federal government went ahead and lifted it all everywhere yeah so within the base they went ahead and lifted it so i decided i'm wearing it as long as i'm wearing it the kids are going to wear it. i'm not going to have the kids do something that i'm not willing to do yeah so then me sat down kind of talked about it. it was like you know what i mean I, I i did my own research i didn't rely on a news network i, was, I looked at like our area and what the numbers are looking like i was like you know right. what? i feel comfortable taking it off and if we do so i, I pulled, pulled the kids in and said you guys want you know not wear your mask at school anymore and zach i i don't know how much zach's been wearing it because zach knows there's no way for us to actually know Oh, I see. So if he took it off, there's no way for us to double-check. Yeah. And the teachers aren't enforcing it because it's not mandatory. And right. then 90% of the teachers aren't wearing them. So we decided to just go ahead and pull the mandate aid off. And said, you guys are good. And I, but I did tell him, I said, if we have to, we will revert back. Mm-hmm.
0: But go ahead, enjoy, you know, be free. <laughs> it is a sign of the times. Cross your fingers, knock on wood. We might be finally out of this after two years. Uh, another big thing getting back into is uh, going to the movies. Movie
1: theaters, man. Movie theaters. So we had Spider-Man No Way Home first.
0: Yeah, just back in December.
1: That was the first big one. The big, uh, brought everyone back to the theaters. Yeah. In a big, bad way. Y- yeah. And now this was uh, the Batman. The Batman. The <laughs>
0: Batman. The sparkly the only.
1: Batman. No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> Directed by Matt Reeves, uh, starring Robert Pattinson uh zoe kravitz uh, colin farrell uh paul dano it's uh yeah so this is some i saw that first trailer for this movie way back um it might have been it was actually a couple of years ago now
1: it's been a while um
0: yeah it was that one of those dc big dc uh fan event things that they had after COVID broke it might have been actually like may oh no i think it was like august 2020 um, because we watched that and the trailer dropped and it had the Nirvana song and it just looked totally different, it had a really cool vibe to it. And then since that first trailer, I hadn't really seen anything since then that had impressed me as much as that first trailer.
1: Yeah, people loved the funeral scene that they released. And yeah. I just looked at it and watching, I'm like, I just, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. Like, I was already s- decided that I'm going to see it. But then they dropped a three hour time um, runtime on us. Yes. I'm like, man, that's even more so. Like, I I'm, I'm just not feeling it. But I, I I like Batman. Yeah, Batman's always been my DC character that I've enjoyed. So I'm like, okay, I'm gonna see it. And then just the the idea that it it may at this point it was an idea or a theory that it was gonna be a lot more detective Batman than you know rock 'em sock 'em Batman. Right. So I was like, okay, I'm holding on, to hoping that the the Riddler looked fantastic in the trailers. It looked
0: scary. Yeah, and dude, I mean, it,
1: the whole the movie impressed.
0: Yes, you came out of it um, loving it. So you like, I I loved I, it too. I mean, spoiler, you and I both really liked this movie. Um, but we were we were probably a little more hesitant going into it than I think we thought that we would be going being going into a Batman movie. You and you and I were both, like you said, I don't know if it's just I'm getting old. But the three-hour runtime, it's like, I don't think movies should be three hours unless they're like Lord of the Rings or something. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I don't think a Batman movie should be three hours.
1: Well, I heard there was an original cut of four.
0: Oh, yeah. And then they did
1: trim it down.
0: Yeah. Which, at the end of the day, the movie does feel like three hours. Mm -hmm. But I was engaged in all three of those hours. Like, my eyes were glued to the screen. Um, so, you know, there wasn't like a lull in the movie where I was checking my watch. Like I was engaged with all of the characters and the, the portrayal of Batman was so good that, um, uh, I guess that's something I want to talk about too, but wh- what are some of your overall feelings of the movie? I, I felt like the movie could have been trimmed about 25 minutes. Yeah. I feel that would have
1: been a safe bet. I mean, there's some things at the end. I was like, okay, we could have cut some of these things out, kind of tighten it up a little bit. I mean, that's, that's kind of nitpicking. Um uh, the Catwoman you know, character, I mean it was it was a good character, it was entertaining and everything. I don't know if it was needed. There was a really, lot of
0: focus on her character.
1: Yeah, and I really don't think I mean a lot of it was actually even needed for the movie. And that could have been that could have been some of the fat that was trimmed out of the movie. I mean, in my opinion. But I mean some of the things that were in it were awesome. So when they were dealing with uh Falcone, I mean yeah. that was fantastic, like dialogue back and forth and finding out about her mom and everything. Right, uh, uh, just Pattinson as yeah. Batman. Yeah, Robert. Uh, Pattinson. I, w- I did not know if I was going to dig it or not, and I was, I was in from the yeah. very beginning when he caught himself vengeance, which we've seen him do in the trailer.
0: Yeah, he's a different Bruce Wayne, different Batman than we've seen in any of these movies. Different. Uh, Bruce, as far as being a different Bruce Wayne, like, he's just moody. He's barely there. As far as Bruce Wayne being a character, like, Bruce Wayne almost doesn't exist. He's just, like, kind of shattered still. Well, that was the thing, like, in this movie. There was no difference
1: between Batman and Bruce Wayne. Right. When he wasn't in his in his get up, he was still Batman. Yeah. There was, like, in, in other Batman movies, there was a clear distinction between Bruce Wayne and And Batman, kind of like Iron Iron Man and Tony Stark.
0: Yeah, it's like um, Michael Keaton's Batman. Like there was the Bruce Wayne facade, and then there was Batman. That's pretty much how he normally was. And even you know when he was in in the suit and Batman, he was able to joke around with Alfred and stuff. But there was only kind of really two characteristics. And then with the Christian Bale, um, Christopher Nolan series, it's almost like there were three different personas. There was. The the Bruce Wayne that Alfred knew as a boy, like the yeah. actual person Bruce Wayne, there was the Bruce Wayne that he showed to the public, this kind of drunken playboy that was very irresponsible. And then there was the Batman, which in itself was kind of a separate entity where he put on the voice, you know, the big, scary, growly voice. And um, he was kind of a, a different way. And that was a different side of him, too. So it's almost like he had three sides of his personality. Yeah. But this was almost just like one one personality. Just this guy doesn't even know who, who he is yet. <laughs> no, and
1: I, and I enjoyed it. I, I enjoyed the, the cards to the Batman and the riddles within the cards. Oh, they were like, great. Like every, well, from the very first one, cause it came with a cipher. And then yeah. him and Alfred, like him and Alfred get into it at first. I
0: could have used way more Alfred in the movie.
1: To be yes. One of my, my favorite scene in the movie was when Alfred was laying in the hospital. Yeah. And Bruce was sitting next to him. And first he lit into him about the lies that he was told about his family. Right. But then he also says how he hasn't mastered fear yet. He thought he mastered fear until he found out that he may have lost Alfred. Yeah. And knowing that he was like the person like he cared for the most, kind of his his rock, essentially. Yeah. And I mean to me that of all the all three hours of the movie that to me was probably the
0: strongest and my my favorite part of the movie itself i'm with you i've always loved the relationship in the character in the comic books with the character between alfred and and bruce um, and finding out that Andy Serkis was going to be playing Alfred in this one, I was pumped. I was like, okay, this is going to be like a different kind of Alfred. We're going to yeah. see him. He's going to be capable and able to handle himself and, uh, maybe a little bit more rough and tumble. And we get a little bit of him in the beginning. Like you said, he helps with the cipher. He just dives right in there. It seems like he's really on board with this mission of Bruce being Batman. Like he doesn't chide him for being Batman. Like yeah. we're in year two, right? So He's doing it, and he's been doing it. So, at this point, Alfred is just, like, along for the ride, and he's helping him out where he can. Um, but, yeah, because of the events of the movie where that bomb goes off from the Riddler, he's he's sidelined. He gets sent to the hospital. Yeah. And um, But that scene was great, you're right, because I heard something from Alfred that I've never really heard before, where he was like, you know, you keep blaming yourself, but you were just a boy. I was there. I was supposed to protect your mom and yeah. dad. Yeah. And I couldn't. I didn't do what I was supposed to do, so you get the feeling of guilt from Alfred, which you've never really felt in, a, in a, at least the movies before. I thought that was great. Yeah, that
1: whole that whole scene hit home completely. Yeah. But uh, outside of that, I mean, the the score. I, I love the the whenever time he walked in when he was walking out of the the alley, yeah that the. the uh, I can't remember off the top of my head, all go, it goes, like, done, done, done. Like, he's coming. Yeah, the
0: Michael Giacchino story. Yeah. It was. Really it good.
1: was And it wasn't. They used the same thing, just different variations throughout the whole movie. And yeah. it
0: hit. Like, every time it played, I'm like, that's fantastic. I, I loved it. It almost felt as if you were taking Danny Elfman's original Tim Burton movie scores, and then you were also taking the Hans Zimmer stuff from the Dark Knight Trilogy. And if they had a baby, it's kind of what this score would be, which was really, it was really, like, appropriate and fitting. And, like, because I, I heard some, like, some bombastic flourishes, like some of the Danny Elfman stuff. I heard that sometimes. It wasn't overbearing, and it wasn't like, oh, that's the Danny Elfman score. But it was just, like, little, like, symphony, like, the viol- the strings and the the horns, I could hear that sometimes. So, yeah, the, the score in this movie was, yeah, it was really good. <laughs> it, it fit exactly the the feeling of the movie. Yeah. And, like, in the, in this
1: movie, Batman was basically, yeah, he was a vigilante. Yeah. For all intents and purposes, at this point in the Batman, you know, you know, time, that's what he was. He was going around, like, the, the train scene. He beat up those guys because he was, like, stopping them from hurting this other guy, but he didn't really care about the other guy. He stopped them from hurting He's looked at him and walked away.
0: Yeah, that's that whole opening, man. the The introduction to Batman. I can't say enough good things about it because after watching that intro, where we get his voiceover and we talk about the state of Gotham, we talk. He he has his regrets. Basically, it's like. It, it reminded me of when I was, you know, 14 years old and I just bought a brand new Batman graphic novel, you know, 200 pages, right? A collection of a uh, year's worth of comic book stories. And I just crack open that book and start getting into it. <laughs> you hear the internal dialogue of Batman because that's how the, the comic books are. It's always on the page. It's always Batman's internal thoughts of how, how he con- deconstructs a crime scene. What he's thinking about as far as the motivations of the criminals, like – you, it, when you read the comics, you get to get into Batman's head, which you haven't really been able to do before in these Batman movies. Um, so that whole opening where he's talking to us, the audience essentially, which it's a cipher for him writing out in his journal, but he's like, I've been at this for two years now, and yet crime is up. <laughs> I don't, I don't quite know what I'm doing wrong, that kind of feeling, yeah. you know. Um, but he's like, I can't be everywhere at once, but because you know, when the when the bad signal goes up because I am the shadows, then I kind of I am everywhere at once. And you see that in the criminals. We see three separate criminal um, things going on. We see the guys spray, spray painting the graffiti outside the bank. We see the guy uh, robbing that convenience store. And we see the gang that's about to initiate one of their members and beat up this guy off the train, like you mentioned. And all, all of these criminals they start to get sketched out because they're in the shadows and they don't know they see the bat single up in the air and potentially Batman could be anywhere near them. Yeah. And then
1: he walks out, you know, with the yeah. guys at the drain. Uh let's talk a little about the Riddler. Oh dude, yeah. he he was terrifying.
0: Oh yeah. He was like, super he, they, scary.
1: They pulled him and he's completely off his rocker. Oh yeah. From when he killed the you know, the mayor with yeah. the, the the carpet tool. Oh yeah. And you know his son finds him. That whole dynamic, yes, is something. When Bruce sees his son, yeah, he I almost I feel like he sees himself in him. Oh, absolutely. I, like I feel like there's a connection there. I mean, granted, there was he didn't lose his mother as well, but I mean, he lost his dad. He walked in and found his dad. He's the one that found him. Right, but I mean, then you had the the leaving notes at all these locations, or on the the chest of the guy that uh at the funeral, the the cop, the the the, the, the right. dirty DA, yeah, uh, with the bomb around his neck. But I mean, even he even I liked how they dove into a little bit of today t- today's society.
0: Oh, he had an internet following.
1: <laughs> yeah, he used a social media following to go ahead and. You know, round up all his other crazies to go ahead and pull off his final plan while he was sitting in prison. Yeah, you know, hoping he would be sitting with Batman while he watched, you know, their their plan come to fruition.
0: And I love that he was a step ahead of Batman the whole time. I mean, that's what makes Riddler unique as one of his rogues gallery, right? Like Joker's unique because Joker is like, he's unpredictable. Basically, that's kind of his superpowers that you don't know what the hell he's gonna do. Riddler is actually out of all the criminals Riddler might just be a little bit smarter than Batman which is saying a lot because Batman's the world's greatest detective right Yeah Um so that's the the interplay here and we get a lot of that to the point where when Paul Dano's um Edward uh Nash character the Riddler is is in prison at the end He's, he's kind of disappointed. You weren't as smart as I thought you were. Yeah, he's <laughs> yeah. like, oh, you're really not as smart as I thought you were. Because he thought that he and Batwoman were basically doing this together <laughs> the yeah. whole
1: time. That, that's the unhinged thing about it. It's like, yeah. really? It's like, man, you're uh, you a really off your rocker. And then he, and then I never thought of like the city being like New Orleans, essentially. Mm-hmm. Like it's under sea level when he blew the seawalls. Oh, right, yeah. I didn't think of like Gotham being like that. Being and flooded. then when he basically flooded the city, yeah. I'm like, that's gnarly. I mean, where do you come up with that? That's that is something right there. Like, I don't know. I mean, that was just the the idea behind it as well, but what did you think of it being as dark as it was? Like the whole movie was super dark.
0: Um, so I was wondering about that myself because it, the movie is shot dark. It's a dark movie, but I'm wondering if the actual theater that I saw it in just wasn't lit properly. <laughs> Because it seemed like it was extra dark. Like, there were some scenes where you could barely see anything. Um, So, I don't know. Once it comes out on home video and I'm able to watch it in 4K UHD and see it how it's supposed to truly look. It's
1: going to be on HBO Max here at the end of the 40-day window.
0: Oh, that's good. See? Yeah. They already said it's going to be out. So, yeah. I'll check it out once it does because it actually seemed – I know it was shot dark and it's supposed to look dark. But when I see the TV commercials of it, I don't know, maybe they brightened it up and uh, up the contrast just for TV. But uh, some of it seemed too dark. Too dark. Now, I, okay, so I had to get up at one point. I got up
1: to go to use the restroom because it was just, I, I couldn't do it. Yeah. Uh, I got up right after the explosion. Like, Alfred, before Alfred was in the hospital, before we seen that. Right. Uh, he was pushing one of the big, the big table, like, towards something. Oh yeah, and then I then I thought, did, what, did I miss anything there? Was anything important done there? Like, what did um, he do with the table? He was
0: essentially, I think what he was doing, he was in Wayne Manor, and he was pushing a table out of the way to give himself floor space. And I think that's when he started to write the different clues all around him. Um, he was essentially getting into detective mode, and he's like, basically, you know, like uh, Charlie Day from Always Sunny, the meme where he's got the the, the post-it wall behind him and he's got all the strings connecting the different post-it notes and stuff. Yeah, It was kind of one of those things only on the floor where he was like laying on all the clues and the the Riddler stuff. Okay, um, so I picked a good time to get up and go. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't... It, you didn't miss too, too much. I think you were able to infer what was happening in between those... Uh, from ones. Yeah, from there on out, yeah. Um. So you mentioned... I actually liked Catwoman quite a bit. I think I still have a preference for Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, of course, because that was the Catwoman I grew up with when I was a kid, but... Um, I did like Zoe Kravitz's performance, um, and I liked that they connected her to Falcone, being yes. Falcone's daughter. I thought that was cool. At the end of the day, was it necessary? Maybe not, because I don't know if she added to to Bruce's arc as much. It was cool that she was in there and she had her own arc and her own yeah. story. But at the end of the day, when you have a three-hour movie, you know, <laughs> yeah. you see the Batman. Exactly. Now that was my
1: biggest thing on it. I liked how they had their interactions with each other, but I mean, at, at the end of the day, she moved on. She left. Yeah. And you know, obviously,
0: Batman stays. Uh, another dynamic I really liked, though, it was it was almost like there was there were different movies. There was like the Bruce and Alfred stuff, Batman with Catwoman, that was a separate movie. And then you had Batman with Gordon, which was a whole other dynamic. Yeah, them actually being on the case and. The relationship that he had between he, him and the GC- GCPD and how distrusting they were of him. Yeah. I thought that stuff was great.
1: Oh, when he walked in that first scene and they're all looking at him, like, hold on, hold on, holy crap, he's here, first of all. Right, what's he doing and, here? <laughs> and then that one cop tried to stop him from going in, Yeah. and Gordon was like, he's with me. And then and then the actual commissioner comes in and starts ripping Gordon yeah. for bringing him in there. So it's... Uh, that that whole dynamic was was fun, and I thought once the commissioner died, for some reason I was thinking you know Gordon at that point would become commissioner. I thought so
0: too. Yeah, they didn't quite do that, but I mean he will eventually. <laughs> oh
1: yeah, we know he's a he's commissioner Gordon. So I mean maybe at some point between now and when uh, I mean apparently they're working on a second movie already, or well, they're yeah. going to be working on a second because how well this is doing. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it was a given. I mean, Batman movies don't come out, you know, in in ones or twos. They come
0: out in pair and threes. So, I I love too how like Gordon and Batman were already like in sync with each other. And he already, Gordon even says, like, I don't trust anybody but you, um, which is kind of saying a lot. It's like, wow, they must have had quite the year one for us to be in year two and for them to have that kind of dynamic, that kind of relationship. Like, they're already almost fully formed the way they are in the comic books, which was which is cool because we haven't once again, we haven't seen that in the Batman movies. Commissioner Gordon's been just like kind of a doofy guy in the in the Tim Burton era, not really helpful. And then we did get a good role with um um Gary Oldman in the Dark Knight trilogy, but it I did it didn't feel like this. It didn't feel like they were partners. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah,
1: this felt like yeah, they were doing things together. Yeah. And like I mean, what you you felt bad for um for Gordon, when they used the thumb drive, and,
0: <laughs> yeah, and all the out. pictures were released off his email. Yeah, like poor Gordon was really getting the shaft in a lot of these <laughs> Well, yeah, he gets punched. Oh, He's yeah. He's like, you could have you pulled a punch. I did. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, how smart was that? Because you don't want to put, you know, you don't want the eyes of suspicion to be on Gordon, So and he had to get out of there, so more uh, plausible deniability. Now I got a lot of like I think I didn't play the game, but the game Arkham. Oh, the Arkham games. Yes,
1: I felt like when he when they were in that club and he was walking through just busting heads. Yep. I I felt that game like I know of it. I think you. I think I may have watched you play it. Honestly, I've played all of them. Yeah. And I kind of got those feels from it when he's walking through, and he's just this cracking dudes and just keep on going.
0: That's exactly. I think they really pull because they are aware that as far as Batman fighting scenes. More people these days are probably going to be aware of how Batman moves and fights from those games than anything else. So I think they really incorporated that style of beat up He even had, like, the gauntlets that were shooting electricity. I mean, that was a video game thing. But they brought <laughs> it in to where he was, like, tasing fools, too. Um, and that's actually a plot point as to why he was able to survive cutting that electrical line at the end um, where he makes that choice. Yeah, uh, and he cuts the electrical. He was able to do that because his suit was able to handle the the discharge or whatever. Um, so uh, yeah, so I, I I think you're spot on. I I thought of that too when I was watching those fight scenes. Like this looks like an Arkham game. <laughs> yeah, that was
1: proud. That was that was cool. Yeah. I mean, as a, in general, man. I mean, even from Penguin. I mean, I thought his character was cool. I enjoyed it. I was waiting for. <laughs>
0: uh, you're waiting for something a little more penguiny,
1: huh? I was waiting. I was waiting for something. Give me
0: a. Just give me a little bit. It doesn't have to be much. Just give me a yeah. little. <laughs> well, I think that's the thing. Like, uh, this is definitely like Riddler's big break. This is Selina Kyle before she really officially becomes Catwoman. It's like it feels like Batman is almost fully formed. Like he is who he is now. Yeah. But as far as his rogues gallery, it's like they're still coming up. Even Penguin, like. Now that Falcon's gone, he there's going to be a power vacuum, and he can be the one to be the the criminal kingpin going forward.
1: Yeah, this this is going it's it's going to be interesting going forward. I I really enjoyed this. I'm really shocked on how much I really enjoyed uh, Pattinson as, as Batman himself.
0: Yeah, how'd you like that that, uh, that car chase scene though when he was chasing Penguin in the Batmobile? I didn't get. I mean, I I it was it was little. Did do anything for you? Nothing. Did, what? How do you feel about the muscle car Batman? Uh, I mean, I
1: thought it was cool. I mean, when he's sitting there, I mean, I'm sitting there. I'm watching him rev the engines, he's turn it on, and he's like, he's he's like inviting Penguin to run. Right. He's like, you know, right. go, like, just go ahead and go. I mean, he's I'm like, gonna I get you.
0: Yeah, get in my car and chase after you. So. Yeah.
1: So I mean, I, I could have given or taken. I mean, it's a Batman movie. You're gonna get a Batmobile. Yeah. No matter how you look at it. I. But honestly, I'm taking the Tumbler over oh, that. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'll take the Tumbler over that. That, that just I mean it was cool and all, but just it just didn't
0: it didn't do it for me. I hear you. Okay, no. I guess I can understand that. I you know what the Nolan movies were more about the tech, like Bruce Wayne had Lucius Fox, and you saw a lot of that in those movies, like the yeah. Wayne tech, the Tumblr, like what he does sci- scientifically to become Batman, like the microphones and the ears, and we saw a lot of that James Bond super spy Batman gadget stuff. Yeah, um, I feel like and like very little of the actual world's greatest detective stuff in that trilogy, right?
1: And I mean, I, I like how they went to the detective stuff. That was yeah. that was some of my favorite. When he was walking up, and he's he's seeing things, and he's seeing the ciphers, and he's figuring out. Oh, the he's contact pull-
0: lenses that record everything.
1: That was cool. Yeah, I liked when he uh, back to the cipher thing when he when they actually found where the Riddler lived. Yeah, and they he pulled the book. He found the book. And there's all this stuff in it. It's like th- you can see his brain spinning. Right. And you never seen that from any other Batman that we've known to this point.
0: And that's what I love, too. That's the Batman that I love from the comics, the Batman that's investigating a crime scene. Um, and it could be just like, you know, the murder of some waitress at a diner. Like, he's going to investigate and solve for murder all the way up to, you know, Joker, you know, doing his big outlandish things. Like, Batman's in it to win it in, in every, you know spectrum of, of crime that's going on in Gotham City. And I feel like that's this Batman. Like, this Batman is going to be there. And I like... You know what I like, too, is that Batman kind of found himself in this movie? I yes. think that was
1: really his arc, where... You went from just being vengeance and vengeance not being enough. Yeah. Like, revenge isn't going to help the city. He's got to figure out another angle of helping the
0: city. Exactly. And they were kind of telling him this thing, like, the this new mayor... Uh, or this this woman trying to be mayor was kind of telling him this at the funeral, like, you know, Bruce Wayne, you could be doing more for this city. You're kind of a recluse. And, yeah, it, exactly. He thinks the way of, like, healing Gotham City is by just, like, putting the strike of fear into all the criminals, but it's, it's more than that. Like, he learns by the end, because one of the Riddler's henchmen says he's vengeance, yeah. and it, like, shakes him out of that stupor. He's like, oh, God, he sounds like me. And, like... <laughs> And that's when the moment where he decides, OK, where well, I'm going to like save people that are trapped and lead them to safety. And like literally like being a beacon, like light, lighting up his flare. And oh, I th- it was such a touching moment where with that one um guy or, or I don't know if it was a kid or a woman that was being um uh, hellevacked out of there. And like the paramedic was like putting them on like and he she didn't want to let go of Batman's arm yeah he like held onto her hand and like kind of reassured her that she was going to be okay like that's that hero shit you know what i mean yeah exactly you're not just a vigilante now you're gotham's hero yeah i thought that was cool now you're face now
1: you're the face of gotham yeah you're the one that you're coming if you're going to come to gotham you're going to make them you know make a mess you're gonna deal with me you're not gonna deal with the pd you're gonna deal with me right and that yeah that, that i i really enjoyed that that stuff but uh Let's let's do this here. I mean, we both know we love this movie. Yeah. I'm of the assumption that there's going to be three. I'm almost positive. There's going to be a a total of three movies. Yeah. There's always going to be a trilogy now.
0: Who would you want to see the villains going forward? Okay. Well, Matt Reeves, the director, I think going forward, you're definitely going to see the director and Robert Pattinson again. They're both on board. They both, apparently they love this experience. Um, I could just tell by the interviews they've given, and this movie, by the way, has made a ton of money. over the Oh weekend.
1: yeah, right out the gate, I was one hundred
0: thirty-four million. Yeah, was opening weekend. So you know they're already starting to to, to plan out too. Um, I he, Matt Reeves mentioned, and this is kind of maybe unexpected, but he mentioned Mister Freeze. Yeah, I've heard that too. Um, and I think if he's able to make Mister Freeze a grounded character in this Gotham City in this reality, and we see a, a Mister Freeze that's closer to the guy from the animated series, just like this heartbroken, tragic figure, instead of the big outlandish Arnold Schwarzenegger character that we yeah. saw in the movies, that's I would I think that would be super cool.
1: Yeah, I agree with that. But would they? Do you think they're going to be stuck in the in the rut of having multiples? Like this one here, we had...
0: Oh, you I know. know. We had Catwoman, Riddler, and Falcone, and... Um, yeah, we had Penguin. four, essentially. Yeah.
1: Do you think they... I mean, I, it'll be a way for them to trim the movie down from like three hours down to you know a two-hour movie. Right. Where it's just, you know, freeze. I mean, I don't know how they would pull this off. So I always kind of wanted to see it done again. But I kind of wanted to see Poison Ivy. Yeah. Like, I'm not sure how they would ground her character into where they can actually physically do it. Right. But it'd be interesting to
0: see if if they could. Yeah, I mean, let's face it, Batman's Rogues Gallery. Uh, he's got some of the best villains ever, right? So there's any any number of them could be good, especially if they put the kind of care and kind of like different kind of twist that they do with them. Now, yeah, that would be.
1: Di- we didn't talk about the you know the ending of the movie, right? When Riddler is in there and then he's getting talked up by a
0: certain card-playing guy sitting next to him. <laughs> yeah, who was in the shadows and seemed to have a big grin on his face and kept laughing, yeah. So, do you
1: think... Can we have a series of Batman movies without Joker
0: showing showing up? Or I would almost... So, I would almost prefer... Because Batman's Rose Gallery and even, like, the the other criminal elements like um, Falcone and some of the gangster elements, I feel like he has such a big... Rogues Gallery would be. I would prefer them to. And and we've already had terrific Joker performances from Joaquin Phoenix from Heath Ledger.
1: But isn't uh, Batman's? Isn't like Batman and Joker the yin and
0: yang of it is his like, arch enemy? Yeah, yeah. I think it's tough. I think you almost have to. I think you have. T- I don't think there. I think there wasn't a hint.
1: I feel like that yeah. they put him in there, and I I, I kind of got a kick out of it at first. I'm like, well, what? that i may have been too much yeah at the end of the movie like i was
0: like I, I didn't know how i felt about it at the end i would prefer it i actually because i think the the move in the nolan trilogy was to bring heath ledger in for the middle act i would actually prefer it to save him for if this is going to be a trilogy save him for the third movie i would rather see like a freeze and maybe one other villain in a sequel to this one now what if they redid bane because a lot of people were talking about what they what he shot
1: in his leg was that venom stuff that bane had. i noticed that yeah bane was the one that actually put batman in that broke batman right so if they did bane right i mean that that there's a a character but would they with but if they did bane and if they did joker would it be too close to the nolan trilogy
0: Uh, I think it really just depends on the way it's directed. This is definitely a different Gotham, definitely a different direction. It just has a different vibe and feeling than the Nolan trilogy. And this is definitely a different Batman. We've talked almost this whole episode about how much of a different Batman this is. So I think there's a way of doing it. I think, like you said, I'm surprised on how good this movie is considering how many villains are in this movie. So if they're able to balance a few more villains, maybe we have a, a... a freeze, and who knows? I mean, the Riddler isn't dead. The Riddler's still around. Yeah, the Riddler. Yeah. Um, you know, what, what if
1: the What if the Riddler and Joker were the villains in episode two and sit in the second movie? Like they broke out together, yeah, and they became the you know the the duo. Yeah, in the second movie, they seem to Was be it, fast friends, right? Already, they yeah. were laughing at each other. because
0: I mean, as 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 bad as Arkham should be, they break out all the time. Here's what I would love to see, honestly. Um, do a second movie where you have maybe Mr. Freeze or a Bane or just, you know, two, maybe three, if you're able to balance it more of his rogues gallery, save Joker for the last one where the last one seems to be the most threatening, where the Joker leads the rest of these crazies and they're in a Gotham that's like either shut down or because of the flood is like kind of like no man's land or how the arkham games are it's like they're quarantined they're shut off from the world and like batman has to fight his like entire rogues gallery like maybe they've broken up the city
1: what if they okay this just popped in my head what if they did kind of a judge dread situation yeah. where batman had to go into
0: arkham Yes, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that dude, that would be awesome. Like he oh dude, that
1: that'd be so cool.
0: And he would have to use all of his he would have to use his detective skills to because that's almost the the most fun about playing in those arkham games is because you have to fight all the you have to do you have to fight the scarecrow in a different way then you have to fight the joker you have to fight you know the, you have to solve those riddler puzzles yeah um you have to you know beat up the the random thugs on the street the the street and you all have to fight them in all the different ways that batman is able to fight these these people um so i think that would be pretty cool
1: and i would almost prefer like two and three be a continuation of each other yeah if that was the way that they were going like he had to go ahead and get, because now he understands. Now he knows Arkham is his mom's maiden name. He knows the families right. are all
0: combined. There's more so, to say there. Yeah, there's definitely more story there that we haven't been led on to yet.
1: So I mean, between the orphanage and now the prison, if it's fallen apart, it'd be his goal to you know, to piece it back together. And if that was him going in because it was now overran, uh, that that would be that, that'd be very interesting to see how
0: they did it. Let me ask you, do you think they're going to introduce a Robin into this series? I I don't think so. And the reason I don't think so is cuz Batman's so young. Yeah. If this
1: was an older Batman, a Batman more than we're accustomed to having, not a, a, a like a year or two Batman, right. I would say yes. But seeing that we're dealing with with such a a fresh Batman, I'm going to say no.
0: I actually am going to disagree with you. I think we do. I think we're going to see a Robin character. I don't know if it's going to be Jason Todd or Tim Drake or Dick Grayson, but I think we're going to see a Robin character in the next movie. And I think they hinted towards that in this movie when you mentioned it. How we kept looking at the Mirror Son, the mirror that was yeah. killed. Um, he saw that at, when he was Batman he noticed the kid who was still in his trick-or-treat costume he was you know he he was he felt that connection like that was me 20 years ago yeah um, at, the, at the funeral where he saved that kid from being you know run over by the SUV and I think there's a dynamic there where it's less of a father-son relationship like a lot of the times it is in the comics and more of like uh, like an older brother or younger brother like I was gonna uh, say that was a big difference though because the Robin he
1: lost both his parents and then Batman well Bruce and Batman became kind of the father figure. Right. That didn't happen in, in this instance. Right. I mean that that's the that's the one thing I lean into saying that I wouldn't believe it would happen, but I mean, I'm not going to I'm not going to rule it out. I just I think it's too early in Batman's progression yeah. before he actually gets into uh, dealing with the sidekick.
0: Well, a lot of this stuff when you talk about the Bat Family, I mean, there's been three or four or five different Robins, there's been Batgirl, you know, there's been a few of them. There's Alfred, of course. Like, in the comics, you're able to elaborate, because it's been running for 80 years, on this Bat family. You know what I mean? Yeah. These these people that look up to Bruce Wayne, live with Bruce Wayne, and they're able to call each other family. Uh, That would be nice to eventually see something like that. I think that's hard. When, essentially, we're just talking about a trilogy, and you've already got so much time being spent on, like, the rogues gallery and and the villains. It is definitely difficult to... to to pull that that off concept yeah
1: yeah i mean i i well i mean only time will tell i mean he did such a great job on this we would know in due time
0: but uh okay well that's the batman you and i loved it we can't wait for a sequel
1: here we go uh do you have a dad joke by any chance
0: with you oh god i forgot we did that
1: (laughs) (laughs) i've got one that i heard that was funny i'm just gonna roll with it okay so what happens to a frog that illegally parks Mm, something with hop or toad. I don't know. He gets toad. <laughs> oh, he gets toad. I should I should
0: <laughs> Okay, okay, okay. I got one. I got one.
1: Okay. I'm ready. Go for it.
0: All right. What's the difference between Batman and a shoplifter?
1: I don't know. What's the difference?
0: Batman can go into a store without Robin. Wow. Oh, I see what you did there. Okay. There you go. At least yours wasn't you know, more uh, you know, on topic. <laughs> <Mine> had <laughs> right. nothing to do with what we were talking about. <laughs> well, that's going to be it for us this week. Uh, once again, this is episode 96 of the Dad and Rock podcast. We are uh, closing in on episode 100, which will be the grand finale of our audio podcast. If you haven't already, join us over on our YouTube page. We do a ton of stuff. We release sometimes multiple things in one week over there. Yeah. I know it's been a little uh, kind of a desert, arid wasteland over here in the audio section. But uh, we're going to be putting these out here as we can as we head into the last uh, episodes of the audio version. Uh, But, yeah, be sure to check us out, uh, dadrock.com and our videos on YouTube.
1: Until we talk to you next time, keep it cheesy. See ya.